yeah, it was terrible to where I, right off the bat. Like we had no clientele. Like we'd have days where we'd sell $20 and you know, we're just trying to look for a niche and you know, we're kind of like wet behind the ears. We didn't know which way to go. So, uh, yeah, a lot is just sitting around for the first couple of years, just trying to like pass out flyers and hopefully somebody notices who you are. Cause, uh, the building, when if someone takes over a building that has a bad reputation, they associate you with that reputation, even though you're a new building, a new person in there. It's like, if I go to a taco house and their tacos are terrible and another guy opens it up, changes the name, you're like, well, oh, tacos were terrible at that place. So maybe if I switched it from pizza to something else, they probably would have gave us a shot, but it took us a while to get a shot from anybody. Hi there, Veggie Mates. You just heard from this week's incredible guest, Rutilio Medina. I'm your host, Matthew Davey, and this is the Veg Talk Podcast. Welcome to the show if it is your first time here, and welcome back to the regulars. I'm stoked to have you with me for today's conversation. So last week, I challenged you guys to introduce yourselves via Instagram voice message, but we didn't actually get one. We'd still love to hear from you. So if you are listening, take a minute to say hello. We'd also really appreciate you showing some love by leaving a short review and rating of the podcast via the Apple Podcast application on iPhone. It really does go a long way in helping the show reach more people and we'd love to start strong in 2020. And I do hope everyone is also having a great holiday period with friends and family and navigating the vegan life has worked out for you all. I know it's often the toughest time of year, especially for new vegans, uh, but with so much great information out there, it is 100% doable. So this week's show is with the owner of Rudy's Pizza, Rutilio Medina. Uh, they are a Portland, Oregon-based business and have undoubtedly been one of the early pioneers of vegan pizza here in the city. We chat about the background of their business, the challenges along the way, adopting a fully vegan menu and also some of their plans for the future. If you're in Portland, I highly recommend checking them out for a bite. Uh, since this recording, Anna and I did get to Rudy's and it was absolutely delicious. So a huge shout out to Rudy and the fam for having us. I hope you enjoy the episode today, guys, and I'll catch you all on the other side to wrap things up. All right, guys, today we're we're back on the green chair in, uh, in Portland, Oregon. We're with Rudy Medina. Uh, he's a famous, he's a famous human here in, in Portland, owner of Rudy's Pizza. PDX. Uh, we've been following for a while. I think even before we got to Portland, we'd followed the page, yeah. <laughs> had a look, mouthwatering stuff. Still haven't got there, so we're we're really looking forward to We'd it. We'd love to have you out. <laughs> yeah, our friend, our friend Chris um, from Conscious Chris. He's been posting a heap about it. He posted yesterday with the spaghetti pizza. Yes, um, we love Chris. You know, he's a big supporter. <laughs> he he's coming up on the podcast. Actually, we're gonna get him oh, that's and, awesome. We're gonna get him and Jasmine on. So we're looking forward to yeah, that. Jasmine too. <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you. Loved it. Appreciate you having us on. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you, uh, you guys giving up the time. Um, and yeah, to take time out of the the day to kind of leave your business and uh, you know come here, we we really do appreciate. So I suppose let's get straight into it. I'd love to hear a little bit about your background, so where you're from, and I suppose what inspired you to to start a, a you know a restaurant. What what inspired you to go that way? Well, um, 
I'm born in California, East LA. We came here when I was a toddler, so I only know Portland. I'm actually from Southeast Portland. And so the original Rudy's is on 47th and Powell. My elementary school is directly behind it. We're basically like the parking lot of the elementary, <laughs> Creston uh, Elementary. And so that whole Southeast par- Portland area, that's where Powell and Foster is where I grew up. We moved, moved around back and forth, but I'm from that area, like the Franklin High School and Marshall High School area. Cool, cool. And I suppose, you know, you said your, your stepfather mm-hmm. had, a, had a restaurant. Oh, he, uh, he was in real estate. Oh, he was in, re- okay. So um, he was in real estate and then in around like 2005, the real estate market changed and mm. less opportunities. So we were looking to get a bar was, uh, I believe the King of Hearts. It was on, where's it, Herald or something. Anyways, it's, it didn't work out, but one of his listings was La Rosetta, an old pizza restaurant, oh, gotcha. mm-hmm. which is funny. It used to be pizza time when I was in high school and I used to get paid to pass out flyers there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we all decided, you know, with me, uh, I was good work at Holly video and blockbuster and I was managing blockbuster at the time they were pushing to the online that, you know, my career was going to be short there. So we just said, decide, let's all go into it together. So they refinanced their house. We sold our condo about 2005 and used our money to remodel and purchase La Rosetta and turn it into Rudy's a totally different pizza restaurant than La Rosetta. (laughs) Wow. So let's talk about La Rosetta a little bit. So, you know, you, you see this, this space Mm -hmm. when you walked in, what were some of the things that you were kind of confronted with? I mean, this is a big, this is a big move for you guys as well. You know, refinancing homes and selling condos is no, no small feat. I mean, that's that's putting a lot of skin in the game in terms of... Yes, it was of, scary. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet that was really scary. But what was the space like before you guys oh, remodeled? It, it was terrible. <laughs> so first off, they had some things that we could use, like pizza oven, a Hobart. We actually still have them because they last forever. They'll probably outlive us. <laughs> it's like the most durable machine ever. But you pulled out the pizza oven and they're like... A million cigarette butts, like probably three years worth of people smoking cigarettes and just throwing, which it's a gas oven. I'm surprised they didn't blow their up. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there are bottles of vodka in the in the cabinets, like they were drinking while they were <laughs> working. It was pretty crazy. And they left them there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no cleanup. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's super fascinating. So once you got the place remodeled, mm-hmm. this is like 13 years ago. Yeah, uh, 2006. 2006. So once you got it remodeled and, you know, you're up and running, I suppose, look, the restaurant industry kind of like worldwide is a competitive industry. Mm-hmm. You know, people, yes. people open up, people close every day. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's a tough industry to crack, if you will. So what were some of the challenges that you had right off the bat or were you well received? Like how did that initial phase go oh, for you yeah, guys? Yeah, it was terrible. The right, right off the bat, like we had no clientele. Like we'd have days where we'd sell $20 and, you know, we're just trying to look for a niche and, you know, we're kind of like wet behind the ears. We didn't know which way to go. So, uh, yeah, a lot of us just sitting around for the first couple of years just trying to like pass out flyers and hopefully somebody notices who you are because uh, the building – when if someone takes over a building that has a bad reputation, they associate you with that reputation, even though you're a new building, a new person in there. It's like if I go to a taco house and their tacos are terrible and another guy opens it up, changes the name, you're like, well, tacos were terrible at that place. So maybe if I switched it from pizza to something else, they probably would have gave us a shot. But it took us a while to get a shot from anybody. 
uh, just because the bad reputation of the place that was already there before us, which we didn't take into consideration when we bought it. Totally. That's an interesting link. I haven't, I hadn't really thought about that either, but it's totally true, isn't it? Like, you know, I lived in an area where places just locally, like this Mm -hmm. isn't a city, it's just the suburbs of Melbourne, but places would close down and yeah, under new management or whatever, all all the time. And yeah, there was, there was one storefront in this, like this group of shops that we used to work in and no matter what went in there, it would always fail. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it had something to do with location but it also had to do with, it must have had to do with history. Yeah, history is a big part of it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, so how did you navigate those challenges? How do you, how do you go well, from, you know, 20 bucks in some, you know, on a low day how yeah. do you, to, a, to a thriving business? Well, lucky my wife, she works, so she uh, maintained her job at U.S. Bank. So mm-hmm. we had income coming in and I could go without pay for a long time. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like, basically we're just searching through our niches and... Um, vegetarian actually was ended up becoming our first niche we had a introduced a few new vegetarian pizzas and there we didn't realize the big vegetarian clientele around there and this is what 13 and a half years ago at that time i've never heard the word vegan so we weren't even looking into vegan because i've never met one or it just wasn't on my radar at the time totally no i imagine i mean so 13 years ago we're talking 2006 me myself i wouldn't have met a vegan at that point either i probably would have dissed anyone that was adopting a vegetarian Mm -hmm. diet i probably would have given them hell but we're in portland here and what we've learned about portland is things started to move early here mm -hmm. things started to move very early so i think we were chatting with someone who knew the owners of kind of like buy and buy uh-huh. and that kind of yeah they've got like a little mini conglomerate if you will yeah, going uh-huh. on and some of those places opened 10 years ago yep. mm-hmm. all vegan bars uh-huh. that have been open for 10 years and Anna and I kind of looked at ourselves and were like why the hell have we been living in Boston for mm-hmm. the last six complaining about the lack of vegan options when we could have just moved across the coast earlier and uh, started to experience Portland so it sounded like yeah it was moving early and vegetarian was the first thing mm-hmm. that on was your our radar. First niche. The so, veggie roux, the OGs out here that listen to us will know the veggie roux was like, everything's veggie roux. We'd always be like, it's veggie roux, veggie roux. And the veggie roux turned into, we added diet. Our crust has always been vegan. Yeah. So we had diet. was like, I don't like diet cheese anyways. <laughs> They're the worst one of the ones that are. But back then, that was all we had. So <laughs> the veggie, vegan veggie roux was like, vegan veggie roux, vegan veggie roux, vegan veggie roux. <laughs> everything's vegan veggie roux. It was, it's funny how it just changed, but yeah, pizza has just always been so popular. <laughs> That's classic. Yeah. I mean, it's cool that you, you know, were able to identify mm-hmm. that, okay, this is working for us. Once you did that, you did start to see an increase in sales. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so we basically went from the vegetarians and then, uh, I met this guy, he worked for the state or city or and he had a whole crew. And he was the only one who wasn't eating. He goes, well, I'm vegan. You don't have any vegan options. And he explained to me what it was and actually looked into it. And I met with the owners of Earthly Gourmet. So um, they're an all-vegan distributor, and I think they're the only ones in Portland. So they came out. They basically said what they had and gave us a bunch of vegan meats, which I, was, I thought they were all terrible back then. <laughs> they were terrible. They've yeah. gotten way better. <laughs> yeah. 
But the dye, I was like, yeah, this is good. You know, I could put this on pizza. So we started with the dye and we started slowly increasing vegetarians. And then now vegans started calling that, be, you know, boosted up the business. And that was like, we probably had vegan options for 10 years. It just wasn't the main ordering, you know. No, fully understood. Do you think if, because what I find really cool is, you know, 10 years ago, 13 years ago, you're already mm-hmm. thinking about veg vegan. Do you think if you had have been stubborn, you know, you're not a vegan yourself. Yeah. So do you think if you had have been stubborn that business would have just gone into the toilet? We wouldn't be in business without the vegans and vegetarians. <laughs> yeah. Flat that, out, we would have been closed a long, long time ago. So that's really cool to hear that you were able to be like, okay, well, you know, this is a, this is a great opportunity rather than saying, I'm sure there's a ton of people that have actually you know, lost business based on the fact that they were too (laughs) stubborn to, to add a vegetarian option or to add a vegan menu or something, something similar. So that's really cool to hear. So as it all, you know, starts to kind of, to grow, Uh what have you seen in the, in the vegan movement in terms of ingredients? You you know, I can totally see like the cheeses would have been horrible. The, the meats would have been horrible. Once follow your heart changed their recipe and we got follow your heart, then we really started taking off because people were like, the people that are vegan actually know good stuff. They're like, oh, we don't have to do it diet anymore. <laughs> Follow your heart. But then we were actually the first, unless, I mean, somebody can correct me, but I think we're the first place in the USA to have vegan BioLife pizza because we actually had the CEO come down there. Uh, was it Sizzle Pie was supposed to have it before us, but we beat them by like two months. <laughs> and I was actually researching trying to get it faster, yeah. but I just got it as quick as you can get it. <laughs> and well, BioLife now is the favorite vegan cheese for people <laughs> i would agree with that i would agree with that i think dyer i can handle and i don't i wouldn't say no based on the fact that there's dyer at a place it just it has this very specific taste it it's, almost overpowers it's the, over it's buttery yeah. flavor it's it's powerful totally it doesn't taste like cheese to me though but it melts and holds together really well that's that's the win with yeah. dyer mm-hmm. it melts and, and holds together really well it is good for pizza but it's just not the best tasting I, I like Violife as well. Uh-huh. It's a it's a really good. What um, about uh, Good Planet? Have you tried that? So, when we one. were in LA and we stayed with Victoria, yeah. her husband I can't remember his name, and I'm sorry if he's listening, but he was a sales guy, and he had heaps of that Good Planet cheese. Didn't try it, but he sold That's, it. I'm going to get that in there. I like it. And I'm probably going to do away with diet. <laughs> okay. Because we carry Follow Your Heart, BioLife. We carry Follow Your Heart, Parm, Cheddar, and Mozzarella, BioLife, Mozzarella, and Diet. But I think I'm going to replace Diet with the Good Planet. I like it. It melts good. To me, I, it's my favorite out of the ones. That the Good Planet. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean, it's growing. Yeah. It's, we're uh-huh. seeing more and more of it in the stores. So I wouldn't mind trying it out. What I was going to also get to was, you know, being a chef that, you know, isn't vegan, that also probably grew up not cooking any like, uh-huh. you know, of those types yeah, of foods. What were the challenges for you bringing these options into the to the business? So like you're doing well with them. Yeah. But what were the challenges in terms of like getting the right flavors together, getting the textures and all all that kind of stuff? Well, um basically i just been doing a lot of research and uh yeah uh, there's just way more options out there it's like field roast has improved um uh guardian is our go-to stuff guardian but almost all the vegan stuff we have like i'll alter it you know add something to it like 
the vegan chicken, you have to season it and mm-hmm. cook it a certain way. So basically you got to get your hands into it and figure out what your product is. And you can't be stubborn and say, I'm not vegan. I'm not going to try it. You got to, I make it all the where I like it. So I've always done really well with that, with all the things I've ever cooked. It's kind of a stubborn way. You know, everybody doesn't like the same things, but it worked out well for me. So I try to make everything where I'm like, if it doesn't taste good, I'm not going to carry it. I'm going to put it on a pizza. I don't care if it's vegan. So mm-hmm. I'll doctor it and try to make it like, oh yeah, this is good. And vegan stuff's come a long ways. It's like, I find myself eating way more vegan pizza all the time. It's like we did the spaghetti roux. That's on special right now. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so good. Even just like <laughs> as soon as I got <laughs> to work, I had a big bowl of vegan spaghetti. And I'm literally telling all the employees, like, man, you got to try this. And of course, they all try it. I was like, you cannot tell this is vegan <laughs> at all. No, that's cool. I mean, that's what you want, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, you, That's the goal. Yeah. You want to bring in, you want to bring in those people that maybe haven't tried a vegan dish before or they are looking at potentially going vegan and themselves. That, that's what we specialize in. We try to make everything where there won't be any different. We, and I'm always changing, altering, trying to get master of the perfect perfect you know my craft and the pizzas are always changing like rudy's doesn't taste like it did four or five years ago it's way better now definitely definitely i'm not stubborn i want to i want to make it perfect and you know i do realize the clientele is now vegan so you know our facebook instagram we only promote vegan products all the special runs are only vegan yeah so there's two things i want to get into here i'd love to hear a little bit about you know that there obviously was a time where you had to decide or you chose to decide to have a fully vegan Mm -hmm. menu separate so tell us a little bit about that actually choosing to have you know a full menu dedicated to Mm -hmm. to vegan pizza well right the last like year and a half of the old rudy's when we kind of knew we had to move because they were selling the property around us uh the increase of vegan customers coming in there and just their general interaction and appreciation for what we're doing if they're kind of different than the ordinary customers they're more more complimentary and everything so to me it was just this is what i want to do for them so i had a meeting with my sister and i was like look i can make all this stuff because i'm challenged myself i can make vegan alfredo we can do vegan ranch i can make all these items vegan and some of this stuff now i'm more educated vegans like doesn't even need like vegan mayonnaise doesn't have to it's the same as regular mayonnaise it doesn't have egg and it doesn't taste any different it's like some of the stuff is just not vegan for no reason to me (laughs) yeah so once i got into what i'm actually dealing with i was like we can copy this whole menu and i'll make everything and slowly but surely now we have probably have more vegan options than we do regular options but every pizza that we had from the traditional rudy's menu has all been veganized now yeah it's really it's cool it's cool that you've got that you know, that separate menu where like, if you are a vegan, you can be confident that, okay, these guys yeah, know uh-huh. what they're doing. They've got a vegan menu. They've been doing it for ages. I'm, I'm confident in their product basically. And I'm confident that, that there's not going to be mm-hmm. a problem with yeah. my order. Mm-hmm. What would be, I mean, your, what would be your kind of, if you were talking to an owner that was like, Hey Rudy, I'm, I'm thinking of doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of adding more vegan options. Would you tell them to have a separate vegan menu Mm -hmm. or would you tell them to integrate vegan options into their menu? I would recommend having the separate vegan menu because the way I identify it is if I was a vegan, I came into the place, I don't even want to see the meat menu. So you're going right over there. And then I like the option to be like, just ask them when they come in. 
But then, you know, some people will say, well, if you have vegan options on there, you might encourage someone not vegan to order. But I think they get it right off the bat that you, when you ask them when they come in, do you want a vegan menu or a traditional? We always request the vegan first. Do you want cool. a vegan or a traditional menu? Oh, huh, that's really cool. It's Saving just, in your language. They, they, you know when they have the menu that you're not going to make the mistake because you know they're vegan. Yeah. It's like when we had it integrated on the same menu, you make a mistake because they order something that's not vegan by accident. They didn't know. Well, I'm vegan, but you didn't say you're vegan. Or I didn't hear you. Then it gotcha. just it eliminates the mistakes. Bit of a he said, she said kind yeah, of situation. Yeah, well, I mean, it happens. And, or yeah. we just we don't want to we serve them something. It's like, I'm ordering off the vegan menu. It should be no you know yeah it's vegan yeah exactly <laughs> so like if i don't ask vegan cheese i want vegan cheese obviously i'm ordering from a vegan menu <laughs> cool and did you have to change any systems in the back of house in terms of like what yeah, you chop um, on what you cook on the uh, yeah all that stuff we're always been good we had gluten-free so we're used to using different utensils mm-hmm. and stuff like that but um it's mostly the employees and the family members that were the hardest to deal with you know mm. so like no oh, this is what we're doing and they may not understand it it's just like no, we're doing this. <laughs> Our clientele is vegan, so it is vegan. So if you know, they're like, "Oh, I didn't know." No, you should know. They're vegan, so always assume they're vegan. If not, ask. <laughs> That's cool. You know, when they're ordering a vegetarian, do they want vegan cheese on it or not? Always go go back and ask them. Yeah, they wanted vegan cheese. They didn't mention it. <laughs> I love that because they're answering from the phone or whatever. That's, so it wasn't through the menu. That is amazing. That's really cool. So once I got them trained, everybody's on board now. So it's actually made my job a lot easier. And it's really confusing for them because they're like, well, we've been in business for so long doing this, but this is the way we're going at the restaurant and it's different. But, you know, now they're all fine. But, you know, the transition and everything and my parents, everything, they're not vegan either. And they're like, well, what are you doing with our investment? You know, so let's talk <laughs> about that a little bit as well, because I think a lot of restaurant owners do have backers uh-huh. um, and they've got other people that, you know, have skin in the game. So with your parents, they've obviously put a lot of you know a lot of their finances yeah. into mm-hmm. into the business as well and when you decide to do something that could be perceived as I, i'm sure it could be perceived as a negative mm-hmm. to someone who's yeah. tra- traditional in, mm-hmm. in terms of pizza and in, and in terms of food so what kind of questions were you fielding from from them i mean they're not only your investors they're also your parents no. so it's kind of like a double-edged sword well there. i mean they mean well but yeah i managing is what i do and I do a lot of research before I do something, so I'm not going to just do it to do it. And it's just really confusing and hard to tell somebody that's so set in their ways. Basically, you know, I was just like, this is the way we're going. And, you know, they, they've always worked at Rudy's and everything, but, you know, they're getting a little older and they want to, you know, everything's going to be, spend my decisions. You know, I create the pizzas we work with, but it's kind of like, I'm just going to trump card you guys and do it. <laughs> And, you know, they're supportive. They understand. They're like, okay, but, you know, still a big risk because there's, like, they don't get it. And they think, you're, well, you're alienating our old clientele. And they're like, well, I'm not trying to alienate the old clientele because, you know, we wouldn't have been in business without them either. But this is just the future of the business. I think all business is the future. So, I mean, I just think that you got Possible Whopper, mm-hmm. Carl's Jr.'s Famous Star, Subway is supposed to have a vegan meatball marriage. I mean, this the we did it before those signs are coming, but I just feel like that's the way of the future and better be on it first <laughs> than be the last one to join the party. <laughs> Total. I think that's a great message for, for any restaurant out there, you know, yeah. and that is a good sign. Even though you've been doing it for 10, 13 years between the vegan and vegetarian options, if, if a giant in the fast food game is Isn't doing it, it mm-hmm. 
you know it's coming. You yes. know it's coming okay. in a big way. So that is a very good message to to anyone that is on the fence. You know, yeah, they shouldn't be on the fence anymore. It's, they just need to get past them. I I know business owners, and I have had these conversations. Them mm-hmm. ask me, and they're like, "Well, why is my business down and your business is up?" And they 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 take it, and then they're still like, "Okay, I'm like, I was like, I can help you out with this, you know." I want to be a restaurant consultant too. And I have consulted other restaurants and stuff like that, but it's really hard to get so many people. It's like, well, we've been in business for 30 years and we're all dead in this way, but times are changing, man. Get with it. <laughs> I, lo- I love the, you know, the no fear kind of mentality here. Like you're really not letting, uh-huh. um, you know, your personal situation get in the way of, of where you want your business to go. If you look at all the old businesses, like all these top businesses are going out of business. Mm-hmm. And in Portland, like places that have been there forever and like I grew up with and everything. It's like you always have to be with what's, you know, the future, you know, <laughs> Can't <Totally. be> stubborn. <laughs> I love it. I, I think, yeah, you guys are doing an amazing job. And something you referred back to uh, was the social media. So in terms of you guys are really thinking about the future mm-hmm. of your business. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the decision behind promotion and marketing through your social channels to i mean just tell us about i think i was intrigued by that well you should definitely follow us on our instagram rudy's pdx <laughs> I, I second that because I second the that. best pizzas are going to be on there they're not going to be on the menu because i create specialty pizzas for them like the holiday roux which was a thanksgiving pizza with vegan mashed potatoes macaroni cheese gravy vegan turkey that i made and then sweet cranberry. So you're going to get better pizzas there if you just follow us anyways <laughs> than just ordering from the menu. <laughs> that, that sounds epic. But um, I just I just try to put myself in my customer's shoes. It's like if I'm vegan, I don't want to see meat products. So and me realizing that our future is vegan, that we just can't have meat products or promote on there. And every once in a while, you get a customer who's followed us for a long time. Like, well, why don't you ever promote these? And I kind of just delete the comments out there. I mean, it's just... You have to choose, you know, and that's the way we're going <laughs> with the restaurant. So all our promotion is always vegan. All our specials are run as vegan. So, and I've gotten a lot of non-vegans to order them just because they're interested in what they are, especially the holiday roux. A lot of non-vegans ordered the holiday roux. I sampled it out to people. It was free samples, so non-vegans tried it. Didn't tell them it was vegan. A lot of them were like, oh, this is amazing. I'm coming back. Yeah, it's vegan. No, really? They came back and ordered it. <laughs> I mean, when you think... It is a fascinating decision. So, you know, we, we talk about going into the physical storefront, right? And mm-hmm. you've got a vegan menu and a non-vegan yeah. menu. As a non-vegan, you're probably likely to pick up the regular menu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as you said, you've got this army of Rudy's fanatics. Fans, yeah. <laughs> they we have o- our cult following. <laughs> exactly. And they obviously follow you on, on Instagram. It's... You know, yes, inst- and Facebook. <laughs> and it's this visual page where you're getting to eat with your eyes before you even try the mm-hmm. pizza. And that's probably why I feel like I've had your pizza before mm-hmm. is because I'm continually seeing it on my Instagram page. Yes. <laughs> what I think is cool about what you've done is those non-vegans that might generally pick up the, the regular menu are seeing all those options yes. with their eyes first. Mm-hmm. And that's probably getting them, as you said, to go, hey, I'm going to actually try the vegan option this week instead of the non-vegan option. Well, I mean, I could tell you for just experiences, like many, many of our longtime vegetarians are now vegan and they've literally have told me, they're like, you're the first place, you know, we want to try vegan. We're, we're starting this week and, you know, because they've been used to coming there and they're like, 
well, I can do this, you know, this is just as good as what I was getting before and all this stuff. So they are transitioning. And then we get now, um, what was the new thing? So there's a Netflix documentary on mm-hmm. sports science and how the vegan diet helps. The game changes. So, yeah. A lot of athletes have been coming in lately, starting their vegan diet. Some of my friends have been coming in and they're like power lifters and fitness fanatics. <laughs> and they're like game changers. And we like, we always see you promoting vegan. So Rudy's is the first place we came in to try it out. <laughs> it really is. It, it's amazing how much of an effect that movie is having. I'm, you know, We've been we've been hearing about it for years. So uh-huh. like it's it I think James Wilkes, it took him seven years to make the film. Oh wow. It started getting kind of headlines in the vegan community, I wanna say two years ago, maybe mm-hmm. even closer to three, we started hearing about this film. Yeah. And it's just like, is this film ever gonna come out? Yeah. Like it, it's crazy. Once it hit on iTunes, I think it was the number one documentary ever mm-hmm. uh, in terms of purchases on iTunes pre-orders and and actual orders then it hit netflix and we're starting to hear more people especially men in the fitness community they're Uh like yeah have you heard of this movie called the game changers (laughs) doctors have started to say their business is increasing um, especially plant-based doctors because of this film and it's interesting to hear that in the food industry that it's also kind of like the ripple effect is, is yeah hitting, it's been huge yours. you know people coming in trying stuff and they don't know where to start which i, I always the guy just like you know it's like so you've never had anything vegetarian vegan all right so you want to start with something simple you know it's like to me i always recommend the vegan sausage is like the closest thing and mm-hmm. so i always like the roux stuffed bell peppers peppers onions and vegan sausage is why you start with that and that's so many people okay now i'm ready to come back and so you're right you know i'm not gonna miss it you know <laughs> And I try, I mean, our pizzas, like, you know, the non-fans are like, oh, it's not healthy. Well, I'm not going to make it healthy. So if you want a healthy pizza, go somewhere else. <laughs> and I think that's, I mean, that's yeah. that's an important thing for, for people to understand. Like, vegan d- does not mean healthy. Also, no one's perfect. Like, I'm, I'm definitely not sitting here saying that my personal diet is just phenomenal it's yeah. exquisite mm-hmm. it's clean a hundred percent Anna and i get takeout i don't know we're trying to do it once a month but it's more than that we yeah, ine- it we, happens. <laughs> we inevitably inevitably get takeout more than than once a month and i think it's it's only human we've got all these options mm-hmm. but if you've got an option yeah that is like yours and exactly what you just said you're not actually missing out on on any of the yeah, flavor, the goal. <laughs> any of the texture. Yeah, our, our, our Rudy's, the vision of Rudy's is not changed, even though the vegan clientele, like I wanted a place like where I grew up when we didn't really have them, but what I would want to hang out with, you know, it's like go there, a chilled, relaxed, laid back environment with a huge menu of fatty food, you know, something that, something that when you're, you have a five-year-old and he's like, I want Rudy's. He doesn't want McDonald's, he wants Rudy's, you know. <laughs> when I grew up, all the little kids wanted McDonald's. It's like, no, I want to go to Rudy's. And we hear it from the little kids going there. And we maintain it through, yeah, it's vegan pizza. And, you know, it's better for you and everything. But, you know, we do a lot of toppings, thicker crust. We vegan garlic butter on the crust. You know, we want it to be filling. And it's junk food, you know. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You guys are serving your market. So let's talk about about backlash. Uh Because, I mean, just... 
from observing the vegan community mm-hmm. from you know from afar on social media or whether it's in person conversations as well it, it seems like it can get um it can get pretty savage for, yeah, from some people and sometimes it you take it personally but it's just somebody's opinion it really doesn't matter you know it's a good way to look at it i mean when when you first i suppose compared to when you first started compared to compared to now has the backlash decreased and what kind of backlash do you normally get i mean we get backlash all the time but we have an army that defends us so we're well protected so i feel like i don't need to say anything because but before anyone can comment they're gonna have 30 comments on their people defending us so it's it's really cool we're really lucky to have the clientele we have that's really cool so sometimes it cuts deep when they say stuff because it's like they don't realize it's like you know how many charities we donate to you and like we're on Portland vegans and we get criticized, but all the ones that have reached out to us, we always donate to their charities, like tons of them, like even stuff they don't even know about our run specials that are vegan and all in percentage of the money goes to the vegan community. I mean, we are always running specials and we're always donating to one animal shelter or another, you know, it's always like before we even had a vegan clientele is, uh, we always got to give back, you know, I'm from the Portland, you know, this is my city. You got to get it back in one way or the other. You can't just be greedy and take everything for yourself. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's that's a really cool mentality. So when you say you're on you're on Portland Vegans, mm-hmm. well, you're a part of their community? Yes, I'm part of the community. <laughs> that's really cool. And so let's do a hypothetical here. Yeah. So someone, what, does someone actually go to the effort of writing a post to say... Yeah, sometimes they'll, they'll do it. 99% of the time they're pro-rudies. <laughs> and then you get the... Yeah, you get, get people, people from the there. Portland vegan community yeah, that are that don't like Rudy's or whatever won't go there, but it's fine, you know. But then yeah. you get Portland vegans backing you up. Yes, we got the army. <laughs> That's cool. I feel like have you got a T-shirt saying like Rudy's army? I want to make one. I actually do. So we actually bought. We're starting our t-shirt company, which is, that's actually a PDXL. <laughs> nice. But, uh, we also do the Rudy shirts. I want to do some fun vegan Rudy shirts too. We should be coming out soon. Sick. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd wrap a, a Rudy's Army t-shirt. I reckon yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Thank you, yeah. This was one I made, so yeah. <laughs> Love it. So in terms of the future of the business, I mean, we've definitely, you know, highlighted kind of where you guys want to go. But yeah. In terms of, I don't know, have you guys thought about expanding? Have and what's yes, what's sh- the real plans for um, the vegan side of the business now? Well, the vegan continues to increase and be the percentage, but the next restaurant, which we're hoping to have within two years, will most likely be all vegan. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't be. So, yeah, we're just towing around names, everything. Haven't got there yet, you know. Me start with a smaller one like a Rudy's Vegan Express. You know, so we can get people in and out quicker. I don't think I want another one the size of this, Rudy's, because it's a pain to run. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I do want two or three more locations, maybe half the size. We're 4,000 square feet. We fit over 100 people inside at once. That would be slammed. It's hard to get the pizzas out to everybody. Totally, totally. So, I mean, in terms of of the fast food kind of industry, or not even the fast food industry, but more like the the brick-and-mortar restaurants, Mm -hmm. That whole thing is changing, isn't it? There's a lot more delivery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you say express, are you saying delivery well, only or no, like a smaller seated area? We'd let Postmates in them. It's just a smaller one. Yep. More, more, uh, more to get you in and out quicker. Gotcha. Like the old Rudy's, we love that because it ran really easy because old Rudy's only had five tables. Mm-hmm. 
But this one's nice. It makes us more money. It's a bigger place. And I do like having that one. But the, it'd be too hard to have a bunch of those. Because we're up to over 20 employees. A lot of people calling sick. And it's a lot of hard for one location. <laughs> totally, totally. I understand. I used to work for a company that did... Uh, have you heard of Easy Cater? No, I haven't. Okay, so it's a company kind of like Grubhub. But they do only... Uh, it's it's only for business mm-hmm. meetings. Yeah. So a business person or a, 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 a PA would kind of like go on the website and they would, you know, order a bunch of pizzas mm-hmm. for a luncheon. And what we started to see trending was, yeah, these delivery only places yeah. popping up mm-hmm. or or people that would rent out kitchen space. Yeah that only gets used during the night. They mm-hmm. would rent it out during the day to kind of moonlight as a business mm-hmm. and then just do delivery only. So it's crazy how like you see yeah, these everything, trends everything and changes. Everything is delivery, you know. Uh, in most areas, we lucky still have a big dining clientele because mm-hmm. a lot of pizza restaurants don't have that. Yeah. So we're lucky to ha- still have that. But the small, the, no, like with the express, it would just be something maybe like six tables to mm-hmm. uh, pick up and just let Postmates deliver our pizzas. Cool. And you do that now? So for delivery, do you rely yeah, do on... Postmates. Just and Postmates? We, we, yeah, we deliver too. Oh, you deliver too? Mm-hmm. Okay, because there's like... <coughs> what do they got now? They've got Uber Eats. They've got Postmates, uh, Caviar, Grubhub. Grubhub. Do you go through all of the different channels or do you kind of select... We just do Postmates. We're just exclusive. Post- Cool, cool. How, how did that come about? Is there like a deal going on between you guys or you just like yeah, them the most? Yeah, we have a deal. They get a percentage of our sales. So. Yeah. Nice. That's really cool. Anything else you'd like to to tell the listeners? Is there like a favorite pizza that you have created over the years? Uh, favorite one is the spaghetti roux that's on special right now. <laughs> Dope. That's cool. Yeah, I really need to... I mean, Chris is doing a good job of... Uh, of promoting you guys. I, I, I just love the, the Instagram. Every time I see it, I'm like, i got to get there. I think at the end of the last episode mm-hmm. we recorded, we were like, we've got to get to Rudy's. Like, what are we, what are we waiting for? So I think um, we really got to get there. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed having you on the pod today. It was cool to hear and Thank learn. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, nah, no worries. It was cool to learn about, you know, the ins and outs of, I suppose, where you've you've come from and the decisions that you've made along the way. Um, and for anyone out there that is listening and that's thinking about doing this, I mean, it's clear that there's, yeah, just do it, you know, don't just, be scared. Just do, <laughs> do it. <your> research. <laughs> and I suppose, you know, you're not going to be perfect off the bat. Are you no. like, you've got to get a your lot hands of trial to- in there, but make sure you're testing all the products before you put them out. Yeah. Like anything else. Exactly. So, you know, get your hands dirty, test it out, have some fun. Uh, cooking some it is the funnest part of my job is making vegan products because you're like it's more challenging and you're trying to figure out where to go with every product but you know if you're cooked challenge yourself you know absolutely and i think that's kind of that's part of being a chef no yeah (laughs) is continually challenging yourself Mm -hmm. and and perfecting your product and and sticking with trends yeah yeah just if you're gonna do it just don't do it just be like Oh, I'm going to do it because everybody's doing it. Not try the products and think that they're vegan. They're not going to know the difference between good quality and bad quality. No, you definitely need to be tasting the product, Mm -hmm. trying the product, sampling it to non-vegans. Make sure you're giving edible product out there. Don't just be like, oh, I have chips, you know. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that is true. That you is know, true. Because they like real options, you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can't really pull the, you know, the wool over a vegan's eyes. Well, I they have vegan options. I have celery. <laughs> exactly. You can't just be ordering carrot and hummus anymore. Yeah. You know, if you're coming they, to they a They like real place. food too. I'm... <laughs> exactly. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, it's it, that if you, if you kind of don't take it seriously, it's probably going to backfire. Yes, it definitely will. <laughs> yeah. So especially in a city like Portland, um, I suppose that's another question for you. How, how have you found the, the city of Portland, obviously adopting the vegan or taking the vegan community on and really going with it? I mean, I don't, I don't think I've been to a city where there's just as it's, many vegan Portland's options. changed, you know, it's been changing since I was a kid and growing up here. So mm. you got to change with the times, you know. And do you guys, do you guys chat with one another? Is there a good community between the businesses? Do you guys ever talk? Or I don't is talk it like to the other pizza best businesses, but I have friends that own other businesses. Yeah. So you, you're able to bounce off one another mm-hmm. and, and kind of exchange ideas on, on where to go? Or do you guys have a, a, a good community or is it really no, competitive? Really have any business community. No. But I do have friends that own bars. They're mostly bars. Okay, cool. Well, Rudy. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on the show. We can't wait to to get in and uh, get yeah, to your restaurant. Yeah, we'd love to have you out anytime. Yeah, looking forward to it. And for the listeners, where do we find you on Facebook, Instagram, the uh, internet? Rudy's PDX. Um, what? Rudy's Pizza PDX. <laughs> uh-huh, my wife had to correct me. Uh, <laughs> and Rudy's Gourmet Pizza on Facebook. And then... Uh, And Rudy's Gourmet Pizza Online, which will be Rudy's PDX. The new website's coming soon. Cool, man. <laughs> Thanks so much. Um, yeah, keep going. Keep going. We can't wait to, to see the evolution of, uh, of your restaurant. We'll be here for another few years yet. So you've got some, uh, you'll have some regular customers. Thank in you. Us. Um, can't wait to have you up. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Hey, everyone. Hope you enjoyed today's show. I really wanted to highlight the importance of adding vegan options and menus to places that are not typically fully vegan. Rudy and his shop are an amazing example of what can happen uh, when adopting vegan-friendly options. So for any restaurant owner that is out there that's been on the edge, I really do hope this gets you to take the final step. So I hope everyone has a great holidays. Uh, We'll catch you all again next week for another episode. You know the drill. Keep it plant-based, and we'll see you all then.